Good morning, August 11, 2023. You're on with Desar and Coach. Uh, looks like a little bit of a humid, rainy morning here in Chicago this morning, but uh, you know there's games to be played this weekend, and there's games today in the Major League slate, but uh, let's talk a little bit about yesterday. Uh, we both like Baltimore, and they came through, right? Yeah, that was my one play. I didn't think that they would get swept, and they didn't. You know, obviously they're playing a – a good team, a hot team in Houston, but you know, you get that scenario, two great teams, Baltimore for me, key was they were at home. They had blown a game that they should have won, you know? So this was, this was one of those that Houston was kind of happy to leave town automatically winning a, a series. And uh, with, with Baltimore, you know, they, they needed to salvage something to, to be happy with uh, leaving the series as well. So I, I, it was a win. So that's good. Right. And the couple of leans that I talked about didn't come through. Uh, I thought the nationals would come back, you know, the theory of uh, being no hit the, the night before uh, they only scored two runs. And I, uh, I had mentioned that I thought the Rays would jump, uh, get back in the winning uh, margin against the Cardinals, which is a weird team because the Cardinals are just, I thought were dead in the water a, a month ago, but uh you know, it is what it is. Uh, baseball's tough, very selective. I ended up just placing the Baltimore uh, play. Uh, looking at today's slate, I'll tell you what, uh, there's really only one play that I'm thinking about playing, and it's early, but I got to see the lineups. But I think uh, I think Atlanta and the Mets uh, go over tonight. And uh, my reasoning is this, the, the, uh, the Mets got a uh, – a horrible pitcher on the mound uh, in Megal. He's five four five ERA. Uh, I just like Atlanta to get back on track. They're coming off. Uh, they're coming off a loss uh, to the Pirates yesterday. Uh, Mets are a team that I'm still looking to fade. Charlie Morton's on the mound for the Mets. He's got a three point eight six ERA. Uh, he's a he's a veteran. He's been pitching well. I just think that they get back on track. They'll score some runs. I also think Morton may give up some runs. So over. Uh, in that game, the nine, I, I think uh, in some places, nine and a half, I think that's a that's a good play. Any, any, yeah. any plays you got yeah. today in the baseball? Yeah, you would think Atlanta's going to bounce bounce back. You know, um, I guess that just is a quick lesson for us. We talk about the teams that, yeah, you know, as good as Atlanta is, as good as they've been, they just had a first half that was ridiculous, right? So no matter what, teams have to regress. So it's hard to do sometimes, but you know, even if you're, it's just a matter of staying off them, a team like Atlanta had to have, you know, this beginning to the second half that they have because it was just impossible for them to keep it up. And you know, last year it might have been like the Dodgers or someone like that, you know, had an incredible every year someone does it in the second half they cool off. Um, so you know, the, the one game that I like is Philly, um, team total over probably I didn't bet it yet. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of let it marinate a little bit, but here's the, here's the deal. We talked about this before Keuchel came back and pitched a decent game. He gave Now, when I say a de- decent game, he gave him five innings and gave up, gave up eight hits. So, so I feel like fading Keuchel is, you know, is going to be a smart thing to do. I don't know when he will implode, but you know, he's not a dominant pitcher. He's become a pitcher that's going to kind of work around the zone a little bit, but if his controls off a little bit, which, which often it was with the white Sox, 
he gets in big trouble because then he's got to throw strikes and teams just tee off on him. So um, Philly's one of those teams that can make you pay. Even when they're losing, they typically score a decent amount of runs. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this as being at least five runs for the Philly. Uh, the only thing working against them is that they're home and I think they're going to win. So I only get eight, eight at bats, but um, yeah, it, five runs is, is probably something that's going to happen. So that means it, I'll be looking for a four and a half, which I know I may have to pay some juice on, but I, I do think the Philly team total over is, is good. And it, if the wind's blown out to, to right, um, then, you know, that I may even play the five and a half, which, which it looks like it might be. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's probably one more game that, that is on my radar a little bit. I, I, I've always liked Justin Verlander and he's starting for the Astros tonight. Uh, he did lose his, his, uh, first start back with his team, but he pitched well and he's been pitching well since June. Um, last year in Houston, if you look at his stats at Minute Maid Park where he's playing tonight, he's pitching tonight. He was ten and one with a one point six four ERA. Now he he may not replicate that, but he does like pitching there. Um, the Astros lost uh, yesterday to the to the uh, to the Orioles. Uh, they've been sitting at home. LA is coming into town, and Reed Detmers is is going for LA. He's lost five straight outings without a win, and uh, he's failed to complete five innings. So in three of those games. So he's 0-5 with a 5.49 ERA on the road. You got a, you got a motivated Verlander. I'm sure the crowd is probably going to be uh, lively in Houston tonight on a Friday night. Uh, You know, he's going to be a little amped up. Uh, You know, he's, he's on the backside of his career. There's not too many things that get him amped up. Uh, The numbers, the numbers high for, for Houston, it's minus 200. But uh, if you can find a creative way, I think Verlander, uh, his first start in Houston is is not a bad uh, bad play to look at. Are you saying that this is the first game he's starting at home this year in Houston? Yes, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's... I mean. As yeah, playing for Houston. This is his first since he's been traded. This is his first game back. His first yeah. his his first game was at Yankee Stadium, which he pitched very well. So this is his first game back at Minute Maid, and uh, I, I I anticipate a lively crowd there. Yeah, and Houston is, you know, Houston seems to make, um, excuse me, a run at the end of each year. And, you know, they're doing it again. Um, you know, they're 16 games over 500. They're right on the heels of the Rangers. And, um, you know, JV's tough. Uh, you can't can't argue that fact. So, yeah, I, I, I like that pick. Any, uh, any football, anything else that you got that jumped off the radar? I know you talked a little bit about um, – having something I believe you said Sunday I don't know you got anything tonight yeah you know what no not tonight but I, I'm still I'm, I'm gonna place that it's it's minus 10 right now I looked on they got it up I'm gonna I'm gonna bet the Toronto uh, Argonauts uh, they're coming off a loss they're playing a, a bad Ottawa red red blacks team at home after a loss uh, Toronto's a very good team they got a good receiving core they got a very good offense which was uh, which was held only to seven points last week. So I think they're back home. I think their offense gets rolling again. Uh, usually, very good teams after a loss it tends to uh, wake them up a little bit. You know that. And uh, I think Toronto's a very good team that could be could be in the Grey Cup at the end, uh, trying to complete a repeat uh, of that. So I, I think they come out Sunday night at home and, and cover the minus ten uh, right now. So and I'll remind you before before Sunday, but that's a Sunday night play. 
Yeah, well, good. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to. It. I always like to get a little Sunday night football action, right? Even whether it's right. Canadian or, or American, it doesn't doesn't really matter. It allows me to throw something on the side TV if it's on TV. Is there and there's a couple baseball series that'll be interesting to watch this weekend. I think it's always interesting, and I know they're two bad teams, but the Cardinals and Royals, you know, being in Missouri close to each other, that's a natural rivalry. That's going to be an interesting series to take a look at and how that un- unfolds. Another interesting series will be uh, the the Texas Rangers and the San Francisco Giants. Uh, you know, two teams battling for uh, for playoff implications. And then you have Baltimore and Seattle, another two teams. So those will be interesting series this weekend. I'm not going to touch anything on opening night, but just to see how those uh, un- unfold as the weekend goes on. Yeah, good. Monitor those. And, you know, for me, I, 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 it took everything in my power not to get up and paint my face pink and black today, Coach. I know. I was getting ready. I was just going to lead you in. Today is known as Messy Friday, right? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm excited. You know, I, if 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 I two years ago, if I would see myself saying this stuff, I'd punch myself in the face. I'm going to be honest with you. So, if someone's out there saying what a what a joker, I don't. I, hey, I I don't blame <laughs> you. You know, and you're right. Okay, I but- can't help. I can't help but get caught up in it. I just can't. It's it's interesting and it's fun and it's 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 pretty neat. Yeah, you know what? It's it is. It's exactly that. It's fun. It's something to root for. You know, in in a time. I guess part we've talked about this time being a little bit of a dead time. We're waiting for football. Like I'm longing for something to be passionate about, and the White Sox stink. So you know, this is this is giving me a, a little short term boost, kind of like the Gold Cup did, and um, I just. You know, I, I, I don't know much about women's soccer and I, you know, with me traveling and stuff, I wasn't able to pick up. So this is my thing right now. Um, all right. So let me, let me talk to this. So everything points to a game that's like a, a three to one, four to one win for Miami, in my opinion. Um, you're playing, Miami's playing Charlotte. So Charlotte, the reason they're playing in Miami is Charlotte actually finished below Miami in the standings last year. So the way that Le- League's Cup works is that if all games are hosted by the MLS this year, I'm guessing it shifts to Mexico next year. I'm not, I'm not really sure about that part. But if a United States team is playing a Mexican team, it's automatically at the United States team's home stadium. But if two United States teams play, they revert to the 2022 final standings. And what ended up, that's why um, Miami played away at Dallas is because Dallas finished better, but Charlotte finished worse. And Charlotte's kind of middle of the pack. Miami was lower pack um, or near the bottom this year before they got messy. So you have this team that's coming in that has pulled some upsets on the road with Charlotte. So they're like the Cinderella, Cinderella story. They're, they're the, the 15 seed that made it to the lead, uh, you know, the elite eight or the sweet 16, whatever you want to say in the NCAA tournament, that that's Charlotte right now, right? They're they're If you're following this and you have no rooting interest, you probably root for them. Um, last game, I was watching some highlights. Do you know, well, I know you probably don't know this, Coach, but I'm no I'm, chance I'm, I know. The, yeah, <laughs> the the way that Charlotte won is they were down one zero. They came back, scored near the end of the game, and and it was one to one with not that much time left. And you know how sometimes in soccer guys kick it back to the goalie um, in certain situations. Um, well, well, Charlotte wasn't even pressuring, right? They, they were just back. They were, they were so far back. It was almost like they're, they're just playing for 
uh, penalty kicks at that point, right? It was late in the game. So the goalie lets down his guard. He's just kind of standing around in, in the, uh, for whatever reason, the Houston guy turns around and blind kicks it back towards his goal. And the, the goal, and he does it kind of hard and the goalie wasn't paying attention. Then finally, when he realized what's going on, he dives <laughs> to try to stop his own guy's kick and it goes in the goal. That's how Charlotte won. Okay. So, so some weird things have happened for this Charlotte team, but um, you know, going into this, Miami's the better team. Miami played in a 106 degree temperature last game and they were worn down and, and um, Dallas had these kids flying all over the place and young kids, twenties and everything. And it finally took an 18 year old from Miami who came into the game and scored two goals late to ignite Miami. And then Messi took over. Okay. So, so that's kind of what happened with the, the Miami game. I don't think the temperatures are going to be like they are, they were then Miami was um, the middle of their defense has Sergio Buquets, who's one of um, Messi's running mates. He's great offensively and he's a genius. And when it comes to being a, like a general on the field, but he's old, he's not fast and he's not very athletic. So what's happening is teams are taking advantage of um, this Tata Mart. Uh, Martino is the coach. He's got this style that he's like, push, push, push. He, he sends everyone to go score goals, which leaves him very vulnerable on the back end. That combined with some of the, the middle defenders being more like offensive older guys puts them at a liability. So I think that was exposed last game, which to me tells me that Miami's going to have to fix that a little bit. Um, so, I think this game's going to start out kind of slow moving, especially on the Charlotte side. I think Charlotte's going to do everything they possibly can to keep the soccer ball away from Messi, right? If he touches, they're going to rush at him and force him to throw it to someone, kick it to someone else, um, which is going to open up other opportunities for different people. And I think once Miami gets a goal or two goal lead, Charlotte's going to have to scrap this idea and they're going to play wide open, which probably favors Miami again. Um, so, with all that said, I think the both teams to score is is probably going to happen, but I also think that Charlotte doesn't score in the first half. So I I don't know soccer betting as well, but if if you're thinking both teams to score, I think what I'm going to do is try to hold off till halftime and get a better number on that because it really the number's okay. It's minus 145, but I think in the first half, I want to try to play that Charlotte doesn't score. Uh, so I'm going to kind of look at different options at different exchanges. I do think Miami's going to end up scoring over one and a half. Um, I do th- now. I'm not betting Messi goal today. Um, and here's the reason why not it's messy. So, you know, if he wants to score, he will, but I think Messi is the type of player right now that he recognizes that it's better for the team that if they're rushing people at him to give it up. And the guy who I think is going to be benefit benefit from that is Martinez. Martinez is one of the forwards. Martinez is, um, the guy that they allowed to kick a penalty kick in the game that I went to, although Messi probably would have been the best player. Um, so I think there's a Martinez goal or assist. Um, I, I think that's a good play today, uh, even scoring a goal. I do think Miami's going to advance. If you are mixing in like a single game parlay, I don't think Miami to advance is an option. So you could play Miami double chance. That way, if it somehow ends in a tie and they go to penalty kicks and Miami advances, you still win. Um, whereas if you just go three way, um, you know, if it ends in a tie and they go to penalty kicks, then, you know, you end up 
not not winning that. So just a quick recap of the things I'm going to be looking at. First, first half, I think it's going to start slow, especially for Charlotte, um, until Miami gets a two-goal lead or so, and then it's going to open up. So I'm going to try to bet Charlotte will not score uh, in the first half. I don't think I'll get under a one and a half. I love that, but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I like Miami to advance, which may play as a double chance. Um, I do like both teams to score, but I probably won't play that right away. Maybe in the second half, I do my flyer to score today is going to be Martinez. And then, um, I'll probably play him uh, goal or assist just because again, I think he's going to be one of the guys that they say, all right, well, if we're going to lose, let Martinez beat us, not Messi. Uh, and then, uh, I do think Miami's going to score over a goal and a half, so I'll, I'll probably wrap that into a single game parlay. So, so those are that's my take on it. I can be completely wrong. They could come out and be another three-three game, but if Charlotte does that, being the less talented team, um, you, you know they got to shorten this game. It's like playing a high-powered offense. The best thing that you can do with against a high-powered offense is keep their offense off the field, right? So they're going to try to slow the game down if they're smart. They're going to try to shorten the game and hope that something happens, a penalty or whatever, that can get them some momentum and, and win a low-scoring game. If they try to play a wide-open game, that's going to feed right into Miami's hands, and eventually Messi's going to take over the game and they're going to lose. So that's that's my take as a... Uh, American football guy talking soccer coach. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, there's no value on the Messi anytime goal. It's up to minus 225. Last game was minus 140. So there really isn't any value. If you're going to do, if you were going to, if you wanted to bet a Messi goal today, I think the best one is to do last goal plus 200. I think maybe later in the game uh, when, when the, uh, Miami wears him down a little bit and, and uh, he scores, he seems to score late in games a lot, but, uh, I like the Martinez that's plus plus one thirty right now. And if you, if you bet him to score the first goal, it's plus four fifty. Uh, but I like it. I, I like, uh, I like Miami. I like Messi tonight to, to win also. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we're right. If nothing else, like I'm, I'm playing this ball coach. I'm not, it's not whether I win or lose. I, I this is one of those things I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. So I would rather me lose a little money in Miami advance than, uh, than, Miami losing, you know, the other day I, I went upstairs pouting like a little baby when it was down four, two, and I kicked myself. I learned my lesson. I, I'm not going to bed tonight if, unless I fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> and what's, what's that subscription cost at, at Apple TV? You have any idea? You know what? I, I had to do it when I was in Columbia. It was not expensive. They did like a special, this is right before his first game. So, um, you know, the Apple TV itself, you, which you probably know is only a few bucks, but then if right. you want to add the rest of the MLS, I want to say it was like 20 bucks for the rest of the season. Oh, like, yeah, it's not, it's not, it was not expensive at all. Now, will, did they change that or whatever? I don't, I don't know, you know, but, um, you know, I, I've gotten my fill out of it. Just that one night sitting there with my, <laughs> my new nephew and uh, my, my stepson and them running around the, the, the house cheering and everything. It was, it was fun to see. So it was well worth the money. I, you've said this before, I've spent $20 on a lot worse things in my life than uh, an Apple TV subscription. 
Right, right. And that's entertainment tonight. That's going to be a good entertainment for a Friday night. And we got a lot of preseason football on tonight uh, as well. But, Coach, uh, I got one more thing I want to share uh, because my memory is not that great. We talked about our golf. I just want to share with with the listeners something I did this morning. John Rahm did not have a great first round. Now, he's one of the guys that they thought was going to be in a top five, and he did not have a great first round. But keep in mind that this tournament, it doesn't, there's no cut. So he's going to get to golf four times. I, I love the odds I get. I just bet him today with that 18% boost. <clears throat> I think I got him over 400, over four to one to get in the top 20, um, which to get, to put that in perspective, he was, he was favored minus odds. He was like our highest chalk guy. So anyway, just putting that on the radar. If you're interested, DraftKings has that 18%. Uh, I got it was like plus two eighty or something. And when I, you put the eighteen percent on, I think I got over four. So, so just so you're aware, uh, that's out there. And um, if you're interested, you could take advantage of some really, really good odds. I don't know. He could tank, but honestly, um, that's that type of number is really, really, really good. Um, yeah, and and I. I got th- actually it was three three twenty four, not four hundred. By the way, plus three twenty four is what I got. Good deal. And tomorrow, what I was about to say is we get preseason football, and the Bears play at noon tomorrow. We get a, a look at our uh, our Chicago Bears. We're uh, we're not going to hide it. We're Bears fans. I just uh, excited to get a look at that team and see the the new faces and uh, how they're playing tomorrow. So that should be a, a fun deal uh, tomorrow during the day. But we'll talk about that tomorrow morning. Uh, like always, today, win the day, come out on top. That's the goal, right? Yeah, win the day, baby. Win the day. Have a good one. Later.